Hey team, it's the Steady State Podcast, your 30-minute rowing fix, where the water's always flat, the catches are clean, and you can always hear the coxswain. It's Rachel Friedman and Tara Morgan. This is Steady State Podcast, episode one. Hey, Rachel. Hey, Tara. What's going on? Uh, you know, it's a pretty exciting day. We have gotten together to record our very first podcast episode. Oh, how did this start? Well, I think it started back in April. And somehow I spotted you somewhere on Facebook. And we started talking about media and rowing media. And that we both wanted to create unique material around rowing for the rowing community. And next thing I know, you're like, yeah, let's do it. And we hatched this idea of a new media network and we called it Steady State. And one of the things that we are gonna do is basically change the landscape and change the narrative around rowing. And the podcast is just one of the ways that we're gonna do it. So what's cool is that both of us talk nonstop about rowing anyway in our respective lives. And when we found each other online, we had like our first Zoom call, we were just like, oh my God, I found someone who's like of the same mind who could talk about this all day long. Um, So this podcast is really supposed to be an environment where you and I are really just thriving and enjoying talking about rowing, but we're going to bring in some great voices and some great content Uh, over the episodes. Today, we're going to give you everybody a little bit of a taste of what they're going to have in future podcasts, but we hope everybody subscribes. Now's the time. So for our new listeners out there, welcome. So this is kind of brought to you by us. We also want to do a shout out to our first Patreon community member, Grace Malacrita from Mile High Rowing in Colorado. Thank you so much to Grace for jumping on board like within minutes of us announcing Steady State Network. And we're going to talk about that Patreon community more a little bit later. But first, uh, Rachel, tell us who you are, where you are, and we'll get to know. Yeah, I learned to row about 20 years ago here in Washington, D.C. with Capital Rowing Club. It was a total whim. I was living in a group house with like a bunch of other, you know, like 20 year olds and nobody knew what we were doing. And my friend said, hey, do you want to check this out with me? And so we took this learn to row class together and it was five weekends. And I thought that was going to be it. But I remember my coach at that time saying rowing will become your life and boy did it. (laughs) So um, I went from the learn to row program into um, a novice program. No, I went from the learn to row directly into a club program and then spent a lot many seasons that club program, eventually ending up in the competitive program where I got injured and that took me off the water for full season. And when I came back in to rowing, I joined uh, DC Strokes Rowing Club. It's out of the same boathouse as Capital, which was uh, interesting. And that's a whole other story. Um, But I joined DC Strokes as a coxswain. And I ended up being a coxswain there for several seasons before becoming a learn to row coach, a novice coach. I coached the club program briefly. And eventually, 
was the competitive program and head coach at DC Strokes Rowing Club. Um, in time, I realized that there was a need for information for master's rowers. I didn't see that anywhere out there. Uh, and in 2014, I established rowsource.com. It's a resource for master's rowers, coaches, and coxswains. Um, and that has thrived and bubbled along for several years. And uh, I was really excited when I met you back in April because kind of on a whim, I was like, hey, let's do something together. And here we are six, seven months later, putting together this podcast, which is something I wasn't sure I was ever going to do. But it's a dream that you've had, and I'm so excited to be on that, uh, that journey with you. What's your rowing story? So I grew up in a little town in East Tennessee called Oak Ridge, which a lot of people have visited as juniors, as collegiate athletes, and as masters even. They've hosted Masters Nationals there. It's a kind of a unique place in the deep south. And in 1986, when you turned 13, in my circle, that was just what you did. You went down and learned how to row. I rode a couple seasons, have some really fun, great stories, and still friends from those days. Just rode for a couple of seasons. I was a big volleyball player, um, doing other things, theater and things like that. And when I moved to Seattle right after college, maybe like in my late 20s, I had this crazy job where I had to get up at 3.30 in the morning and work at this gym. And, and when you work at a place where you get up that early a couple of days a week, you basically start waking up that early every day of the week. And I happened to live looking at Lake Washington here in Seattle. And uh, there was some rowers. And I thought, hey, I really, I loved that. That was really great. So I Googled women's rowing Seattle and found my club, which was Conabare Rowing Club um, out here on Lake Washington and uh, became a master's rower and then just became a just crazy evangelist for the sport and was recruiting people in line at the coffee shop and anybody I would see, I was a personal trainer and a spin teacher and just was just recruiting people left and right. So I got hired as a master's learn to row coach, which I've done now for about 12 years and I've been a master's competitive rower and I recently moved to Vashon Island, Washington and I row for the Vashon Island Rowing Club and coach Learn to Row. I also founded the Seize the Oar Foundation back in 2013 to champion inclusion in the sport uh, for people of all abilities and spend a lot of time working on that especially since COVID we've had to pivot and so this project has just come right at the right time I've wanted to do a podcast for years about rowing. I've wanted to do more media and writing about rowing for years. So here we are. It's awesome. Yeah, we've got some big goals, don't we? Yeah. Um, so we were, we're looking at doing a few big things. Um, first of all, we've got uh, steadystatenetwork.com. Website has been launched. It's up and running. Everybody should check it out. And with the website, we're setting out to expose and explore lesser heard voices because we honestly believe that representation matters. Uh, we're looking to build a two-way approach by curating uh, awesome and unique content in order to change the style of how rowing is represented uh, and presented. We wanna hear your stories, we wanna read your essays and see your original art that celebrates the blazer-free humanity of the sport. Blazer-free. 
Yeah. <laughs> we want you to pitch us your ideas uh, and we'd love to see content from you. Uh, if you have some ideas and you want to pitch us, head on over to steadystatenetwork.com slash curated. So who of our listeners, I would wonder, hasn't written some ditty song, hasn't designed some t-shirt or poster or hasn't written a poem about, you know, those flat water mornings and the sunrise and the blade and the catch. That's what we're looking for. We, I know that there's a rowing bard in the UK who writes pretty phenomenal stuff and he's just this guy at a rowing master's rowing club. So yeah. we know that people are out there creating this content, painters, artists, writers, essayists, people who are joining the lessons they're learning in rowing to their business, to their personal lives, to their just personal growth and development. So we're just really excited to see all of that finally in one place. We don't, we don't see that. So that's why steadystate.com, network.com is going to be a really rich curated blog and curated site of all of that. So and then uh, one thing that I really wanted to start doing was uh, having summits and getting some minds around the table and some what I've been calling the bright lights of rowing and who's doing some really great work when it comes to things like inclusion and diversity or uh, representation. Who are the bright lights? So October 3rd, 2020, we will be hosting our very first Your Inclusive Coaching toolkit summit and it's for coaches board members admins volunteers and rowers who are just really invested in expanding inclusion in their programs uh, registration opens september 15th check it out at the website what else are we going to do well i think the thing that got the whole conversation started with us back in april was the idea actually of putting together a magazine and think yes. that you were interested and i was like all on that because when i'm not talking about rowing and designing rowing t-shirts i'm a graphic designer and my design life started with publication design so i was super excited that someone out there was talking about starting a new rowing magazine so um, Steady State Magazine, uh, our plan is for that to be a quarterly magazine, and we want that to feature broad perspectives, substantive content about rowing, the sport that we all love. We're looking to present authentic stories and images of rowing life, um, and we want that to be beyond the boathouse and discussions just about technique. We want a dash of humor, lots of humanity, and we really want to feature some beautiful artwork. So I'm a huge magazine fan. I love the format of magazines. Um, right now, we have a couple of magazines in our community um, that uh, serve a great purpose, They're, but there's a lot to be desired there. Um, there's an approachableness or an approach, you know, how it's uh, approachable, relatable, and just bringing the voices of the community and not just presenting out to the community. Here's what we want you to read rather than, hey, let's engage. So the magazine is this gonna be this really beautiful, curated, keep using the word curated, but it really is uh, gonna be graphically beautiful and bringing together some of the most amazing stories of rowing from juniors to elites, to masters, para, adaptive, you name it. 
uh, we want to cover all of that. To stay tuned for all of these things, uh, including how to subscribe to the magazine as one of our Patreon community members, you can follow us on Instagram and on Facebook with the handle Steady State Network and sign up for our e-newsletter at steadystatenetwork.com. While you're there, check out our Patreon community. More about that later. Speaking of social media, there has been an explosion of social media about rowing during COVID. I know that we've both been following a lot of the same accounts. It's kind of like hard to get away from it. Like you said, there's so much happening right now. Um, I've been following a guy named Pete Reed. He's top mm -hmm. of mind for me these days. Uh, he's a former British rower, a uh, national team Olympic rower, who unfortunately had this terrible, that's not an accident, he um, had something called a stroke, spinal stroke uh, a year ago. And he has been sharing his life openly and honestly on social media ever since. And he has this resolve to uh, rehab and have a great life. Uh, and I can't stop cheering for him. He's been sharing his personal stories as well as reflecting back on his days rowing. And he, he's been showing us his uh, current workouts on the ski erg. He can't um, use the concept to erg, but he has been using uh, the ski erg instead. And I just can't get enough of him. He's so motivational and so inspirational. Um, but I've also been paying attention to Girl on the River. She's also a story of inspiration. And I know that you've kind of, you've been paying attention to her as well. Can you talk to us a little bit about her? I can't get enough. She, I, we found out that she actually has a name. Yeah, she <laughs> does have a name. Patricia Carr as well. Thank you. Girl on the River. Girl, we want you on the show. So we hope you'll uh, reach out to us uh, and get back to us about coming on the show because Girl on the River, I started following her because she just does these like really personal but quirky posts. She's always got the GoPro in the boat with her. She's uh, taking photos. She's reporting on just her life, but she also went through uh, cancer and survived and is uh, thriving and back on the water. But um, she's closely aligned with British rowing and has some sponsors. And so she, I think I first found her because she was modeling uh, an athletic wear company called Queen Bee Athletics. Mm. I think it's called mm. Queen Bee. And um, I was like, what master's rower gets a apparel deal like that's right sweet. like well played so i really like her i think she's great um she is now traveling and and just kind of showing us her world and uh, just always has something really interesting to say she has a blog too where she gets a little bit deeper but her instagram girl in the river and her facebook spot on yeah i think i got hooked on to her um a couple of years ago because of her writing uh, I really um, was interested in in her blog pieces, and then she got really personal when she started dealing with uh, breast cancer. And at that time, I was doing a lot of writing as well for Rose Source, um, and I was trying to balance that um, 
you know, business versus personal in the blog. And when she started writing really personally about what she was going through and how it affected her and it affected her as an athlete and as a rower, it opened me up to realize that I could write more personally about my experiences uh, as a rower and a coach, but also as someone who's um, dealt with some surgeries and setbacks uh, that have been something I've had to overcome uh, to be the athlete that I want to be. And so I want to thank Girl on the River. Thank you, Patricia, for helping me get out of my headspace uh, and helping me open up and share what I wanted to share. So uh, Girl on the River, Pete Reed, you guys are awesome and inspiring. Thank you so much. Definitely. And we should do a shout out to, I just want to do a shout out to a couple more accounts that everyone should follow. One of them is fairly new. It's called Science of Rowing. And this is my friend, uh, Coach Will, Coach Strength Coach Will, Will Ruth, who's now based in Vermont. And he is doing a project with um, Joe DeLeo and Blake Gourley. And he's been aligned with Faster Masters and Marlene Royal, another account worth following. Um, but Science of Rowing is just real nitty gritty stuff. So for all of the technicians in the house, like Science of Rowing is your, is your gonna be your go-to for the new training, science, technique, just lots of different levels there. So congrats to Will for launching that project. You and I actually met, I think, partially because of uh, Megan Brundage's uh, Women Rowers Professional Network. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so that's where this conversation started about uh, accurate representation of women coaches, especially in that, in that sphere, uh, in rowing media. And that's how we met, was just through the chat and the comments on that. On that. So Megan Brundage started uh, Women Rowers Professional Network, which is a professional networking group for women coaches who and rowers who are looking for work or offering employment in various places around the world. So that's a good one. Um, a new one on the scene is gel pads. Love gel pads. I've got three of the gel pads here in my place. Uh, made handmade, hand painted. She's based in Florida in Jacksonville. Her name is Jell. They're not really gel pads, but they're called gel pads. Mm -hmm. um, but she's an artist and she merged, which is very exciting for us to start curating her kind of art where she managed to merge her love of rowing with her painting and um, very exciting. And the last one I want to mention is how painful these uh, Facebook memories are. Oh. <laughs> yeah. 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 Facebook memory from five years ago from a regatta and I just, you just weep. You're yeah. just so sad. You know, this miss my friends. Um, we could also talk about how worldrowing.com is now asking people to submit their rowing tricks. The rowing tricks. I did see that and it kind of like went past me, but then yeah. I, heard, I did see some other comments and people are like, this is not, oh, from you can row too. They thought this was not a good idea. And I think I might agree. You know, you shouldn't be playing around on the erg. No, they, I think they made rowing tricks in a single. Well, both on the erg and in singles, people are showing off tricks. Well, apparently. there's the, I, I would be game 
to try stuff. I mean, every middle school learn to row program right now is having those kids do headstands in their singles. Yes. I mean, let's get real. Yeah. Like, you know, people are going to do it. But note to everyone, if it is not your personal boat, mm. let's just be cautious about doing the gondola trick. And if you don't know what the gondola trick is, we'll post a link to uh, my friend David DeWinter at Sammamish Rowing attempting the gondola trick. Yeah, I'd you know, like to see that. Some, there's some safety issues there. And there's also, what if you put your foot through the bottom of the boat when you're doing oh a yeah. headstand? Anyway, maybe we're a little bit cautious because we're coaches, right? Because exactly. And we know how much everything costs. And right. Right. And we're going to have to save people from the water if they fall in and knock their noggins. But it looks like fun what everybody's doing. It does look like fun. We just don't want anybody to get hurt. So I wanted to riff off of something that you sent me right before we started recording mm. today. Oh, yeah. Which, oh my God. Okay. Y'all, Rachel is a coxswain. I haven't heard a coxswain recording in months or a coxswain's voice in months let's take a quick listen to this last ten here we go whoop take it yeah whoop take it go get that middle go get it right here send it yeah and send it hang on three strokes go yeah go yeah and paddle paddle take it way down Way down, we're 19. Easy. Well done. 18. Rachel. Yeah. For God's sakes, what is that? Oh man, that makes me so like so happy and so sad at the same I got, time. I got weepy, like I got oh. teary, like I missed being yelled at like that. I that. <laughs> so I sent that to you. Um, that is a recording I did of a race. Uh, I coxed in 2014. I was in a men's masters four with DC Strokes Rowing Club. Ooh. It was at uh, Capital Sprints, which is hosted by Capital Rowing Club on the Anacostia River here in Washington, DC. And Capital Rowing and DC Strokes are two masters clubs that row out of the same boathouse. And although we're friendly, there's definitely some competition there. And on our river, the last 250 is marked by a bridge. You come through the bridge and you've got 250 to go. And the bridge has these huge abutments. And when you come through the bridge and shoot out the other side, you get an opportunity to see where the other boats are in the lane. You haven't seen them for about six, seven, eight strokes. And that race was going really well. Everything was coming together for the crew. I felt like my coxing game was on point, which doesn't always happen. And we came through the bridge into the last 250 and I looked over, I think I was in the farthest lane and I looked over, took a peek to starboard and there wasn't anybody else that had come through the bridge yet. And right there, I knew it. I was like, we have got this. Oh, I'm getting chills. I'm like, <laughs> really like getting chills. And when I listened to that recording, on the one hand, like it's super exciting. Like I, I started to really get excited as a coxswain. And I think some of the commands are good. Like the excitement level was good. 
But part of me is also saying like, Rachel, like you just need to like chill out just a little bit. Like we still have 25 strokes to go, you know? Um, but I think it was pretty obvious to me at that point, you know, maybe 250, 200 to go that we were going to take this race and we were going to beat Capital. I loved Capital, you know, I started there, but it was really exciting. Um, DC Strokes is a is, you know, kind of like a we and mighty club uh, here in DC. It's always kind of fighting, fighting for recognition. And uh, when we started beating Capital, uh, it got really exciting. Yeah, I think that was the same season. Uh, we started kind of being in contention in a couple of races also with Potomac Boat Club and they're like the big, like the big boys in town. Uh, so that race was just exciting all around. That crew, that those four guys in the boat uh, were, were really on that day. And that crew and a couple of other men's fours and men's eights uh, really ran with it that season and had a, had a really good season. I had a good time in boats with them that year. So inter-boathouse rivalries, mm. inter-boathouse or boathouse community rivalries. Yeah, here in Seattle, we have, in like I think five square miles we have 25 boat clubs whoa yeah from you know your sort of quote-unquote Rolodex cruise to your sort of more community boathouse oriented and of course we're very lucky to have that many boathouses but we are um excited to hear from the clubs that you're the only game in town and you're the only little baby boat club uh like out in Cleveland you know give us a holler so I was just looking up because this is uh, important that the Anacostia area where you're mm -hmm. a rower and a coxswain and a coach is on the land of the Nacotchtank, Anacostan, and P Piscataway tribes. You can find out where you row at nativelands.ca. Yeah, I think that's so fascinating. Um, you and I have talked a bit about this, like learning more about the, the, the native land and the native history of our boathouse areas, uh, which I'm really excited about learning more about. I've for several years been interested just in the history of rowing and kind of what sort of rowing was happening, let's say here in DC 100 plus years ago. But admittedly, I didn't put the two together, like what was happening even earlier than that, or what had to happen in order for some, a bunch of rich white guys to put that boathouse on that land when they right, did. Right. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. So one of the things that we talk a lot about is the community that we're building with Steady yeah. State Network. And so I want to jump in and talk about Patreon. So okay. some people might be familiar with Patreon. It is a membership subscription service and what it serves, uh, how it serves Rachel and I and Stay State Network is that we are making a career shift. You know, we're pivoting just like everyone else is. And this is what we want to do. And this is where we want to put our time and energy. And we'd love your support to make that possible for us. We're, of course, interested in, in sponsors, you know, businesses that are related to rowing. But we really feel like the engine of this, the engine room, if you will, is going to be our Patreons. And we gave a shout out to our very first uh, founding Patreon, Grace Malacrita from Mile High Rowing. And Hi, this is Grace Malacrita with the Mile High Rowing Club, a rowing club for juniors located in the Denver area, obviously in Colorado. Um, and so I'm calling to talk about what the best part of 
my week is, and frankly, it's just part of my day, is that moment as a coach when I get to shove my coaching launch off the dock and head out to coach. Because at that point, all administrative things are left behind. And hopefully at that point, all boat parts are firmly attached to the boat and everyone is ready to row. But that is the best part of my day all week long when I can just leave the dock and go out and interact with my team and just coach. And I think that's probably the same for any coach. We set up a Patreon community and cause why? Cause we believe that the engine room of Say State Network is gonna be our believers and our followers. Yeah, absolutely. So if someone out there is considering joining our Patreon community, what do they get and why should they join? You will have access to us. We'll, we're going to do some special Ask Us Anything events. We're going to have some cool swag. We're going to do uh, some uh, special events when we're going to launch new products. Uh, and when you become a patron, you'll get early access to our podcast episodes uh, and at different levels, you'll get different sorts of recognition in our podcast and our website. Um, but really, the big thing is just we want you to be a part of us. We want uh, you to be a part of the Steady State Network, and we want to share that all with you. So there's lots of ways that people can contribute. We want people to first consider becoming a patron in our Patreon community. We also want you to think about your art and your voice and your essays and your poems and your songs that you've written for your regattas and to cheer each other on and send that to us. So we're going to provide all of that on our website at steadystatenetwork.com. Okay, everybody. Thanks for listening. Episode one, Steady State Podcast. Here's a high five. Take care. Take care. Stern pair, nice and easy, coming into the dock. Two light taps, tap from bow seat, lean away, let it run, and grab on.